Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. When you see a behavior that is not productive in your work world, it becomes grist for the mill for you to learn something about yourself. Anytime you feel a contraction from your own weaknesses or a, a discomfort in looking at what you're not good at, that's shame talking. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Talking about one's weaknesses is uncomfortable, right? But why? Is it inherently uncomfortable? Is that the way it has to be? What if that's a belief that could change? What if we're actually making it difficult in a way it doesn't have to be? What would your life look like then? What would be possible that isn't now? Keep listening to find out more. And I'm very excited to announce the release of my ebook, Cut the Bullshit, Solve Your Problems by Getting Real. It's full of direct practical advice related to getting employees engaged, hiring right the first time, how to create a culture of radical responsibility, and a lot more. For a limited time, I'm giving this ebook away for nothing. So if you have some extra nothing, maybe in the back of your closet somewhere, pull that out and go to clearandopen.com slash CTB to download it. That's CTB standing for Cut the Bullshit, clearandopen.com slash CTB. It's a free ebook to reward and support my loyal listeners. I hope you'll take advantage of it, and I'd love to hear what you think. Thanks so much for being a listener. Let's dive into today's podcast. The message I want to put out there about shame in the workplace is a very big and, an and that is like a big bridge between the personal and the work worlds. In the personal world, shame is the deepest, most problematic uh, issue contraction in a human being. Take all the time you need, love yourself, take care of yourself, work it out using whatever modalities, techniques, et cetera, you need for however much time you need to do it. Personal world. Work world, get over it. Both are true. You see? Both are true. Now, that's not easy to make that and. What it will often look like is there's a behavior that needs to change at work related to results. Doesn't matter how you feel. Doesn't matter. You do it because professional competence calls for it. But then when you go home, you get curious about why that's there. You don't just change your actions because you know that on some level that might be repression. You want to get to the bottom of why that's there in the first place and work it out. Flip that around. You don't only in the personal domain, you know, go to a therapist or a healer or whatever and try to change that shame without holding yourself to a higher set of behavioral standards in the work that you do or whatever. You don't only do that and not the other. 
And many people do this. It's easy to meet therapy junkies who've been working on the same issues for 30 years and their behavior hasn't changed much. Seminar junkies. Those are people who are more interested in the idea of healing or the lifestyle of healing than actually healing or actual change because they don't hold themselves to a behavioral standard. So it's both, you see, and they kind of do an infinity thing like that. So in this way, when you see a behavior that is not productive in your work world, it becomes grist for the mill for you to learn something about yourself. So anytime you feel a contraction from your own weaknesses or a a discomfort in looking at what you're not good at, that's shame talking. There's really think about this, like, because we hold as an assumption, well, talking about one's weaknesses is uncomfortable. Is it? Is that inherently so? Squats are inherently uncomfortable. <laughs> Give it enough weight. That's uncomfortable, right? Is talking about weaknesses, does it have to be uncomfortable? You know? There's that whole belief that our development, our growth isn't, for some reason, we believe that if it's hard, that we relate to that as, you know, it's not supposed to be hard. And then we, we, don't, we don't do it as opposed to the gym. We know it's supposed to be hard. And that's how we measure how well we did. Yeah. Instead of what we do in our, the rest of our lives is this was hard. I don't ever want to do that again. Yeah. Right. That's a, we get this in the physical and mental domain, right? In the beginning of when I was talking about how I was making you work to dig with that question, you know, you could feel it. Your minds were kind of squinting. It was a kind of, oh, what is the root of all incompetence, right? That was making you mentally work. And I don't think any of you are like, this is hard. I don't want to do this. Why are you making my mind work so hard? Right? Some people do sometimes. I had a, a, a prospect of six, seven months ago where I actually had to frame it because I was asking him all these hard questions. And, and he kind of, he's like, this isn't really how I prefer to learn. I said, oh, really? How do you prefer to learn? He's like, just tell me the answer. And I was like, yeah, I don't work that way. And I'll tell you why. Because people don't learn as well. And we talked for about 10 or 15 minutes about that. He definitely didn't like it, but he ended up becoming a client. And now I torture him with difficult questions all the time and he seems to like it. But, but it took time. This is how all of us should have been taught all the way through high school. Maybe some of you had a teacher where that, that taught this way. I had a teacher in high school who used this technique. Socratic method is one way, or dialectic. Oh, yeah. So uh, we get this in the physical domain, right? No pain, no gain. We get this in the mental domain. We know like concentration takes effort. And there's only so much focus you have in a day. But then when it comes to the emotional domain, that's when we start to get kind of screwed up. Because we've got parts of us who want to feel good all the time. Is... Does some of it stem from maybe having or not having the right models for those things? Because 
like you said, no pain, no gain. You see that in sports, uh, you know, um, uh, professional sports, you see that, or, uh, I don't know, with, with science, uh, uh, researchers and whatnot, you see the, the energy and the effort that it takes to get to, you know, some of the results that they do, but from the emotional side, it's always, always seems to be characterized as, as being weak or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's part of the evolution of consciousness. You know, certainly there was a time when people didn't get that physical exercise would actually, you know, make you healthier and stronger depending on the culture. You know, that the no pain, no gain didn't exist in our culture until the eighties. You know, if you, and you look at the kinds of body types that were thought of as attractive and all that. And, you know, in, in the days of old, having a lot of extra flesh on your body was considered really healthy because it meant you had a lot of extra uh, food available to you. So it was a symbol of wealth. There seems to be a, uh, a, a swing these days toward uh, ignorance and lack of critical thinking being cool, which is definitely one of the signs of the decline of Western civilization. <laughs> Of which I can only laugh about, or I'll go into despair. But yeah, the it, it's part of the evolution of consciousness, and you, you we're seeing it where where we're really seeing the possible lesson is in device addiction, because our propensity for instant gratification is being really well illuminated by phone addiction, and virtual reality addiction. I have a client who is uh, involved in a small startup that is um, in the virtual reality space. And I've, so I've learned about what the future of virtual reality looks like. Oh man, I'm afraid it's going to, it's cause it's going to be really good. Like, Five. There's a deal being made. This this company right now just made a deal with a major airline, such that like I think it's going to be in like 12 to 18 months. When you're on this airline, you'll get a pair of glasses that won't be this giant Oculus Rift thing. It'll be like this the this the size of a regular pair of sunglasses with maybe double the weight. That will be a really good immersive virtual reality experience. You'll get this on an airplane. In, in a year. It's, it's happening. It's all happening. The, the Oculus Rift thing will never... Will, that, it, that's that's the, the very beta version. It's too heavy. It's too big. But when it's the size of this, this is just a couple of years away. The prototypes already exist. And so right now, all the competition in that space is who's going to be the iPhone of VR? Who's, who's going to get the funding and get to market fastest, but it's like, it's, we're right on the edge of it. And what's going to happen then? I mean, you already see people walking down the street texting. And soon you're going to be see people walking down the street, watching a movie with just enough transparency so that they can see where they're going to. And then what, are we going to make that against the law? Right. You can't text and drive. Can you watch a movie and drive? You're looking right at the road, kind of. So what we see in all the phone addiction and device addiction, all that is, is, is the same emotional immaturity that has been in us forever. 
but it's now being elicited and highlighted by devices that give us the ability to get that dopamine hit instantly. Didn't, didn't used to be able to do that. Now, our attention spans, we don't have to sit still. We don't have to be bored. We don't have to bear the slightest bit of emotional discomfort because we have a multimedia device attached to this enormous network with billions of pieces of entertaining bits of information and all that is just a second away. What happens with this and what we do with this as a species is really going to be indicative of what happens, of where we're going. Are we going to, are we going to see how bad it gets and do something about it? Or are we going to live in the, the movie Idiocracy? Because when you look at Idiocracy, movie everyone should see if you haven't seen it, that's just a society entirely based on instant gratification. That's all it is. It's emotionally immature based instant gratification where they just got better and better and better. It's plants grave. Thank you, Victor. <laughs> where, and, and, and the instant gratification dumbs people down such that they think Gatorade is good for crops. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Why not? Hey, we don't, we're not sure. Victor, you're cracking me up today. It has electrolytes. It's what plants crave. <laughs> what are electrolytes? What plants crave? <laughs> hmm. So it's really interesting to, to see what will happen. I, I, my hope is that things get so bad that we wake up as a species in some way and that in the next 10 or 20 years, people will be like, how is it that Harvard education costs a quarter million dollars and, and I leave with a degree and I'm completely unprepared for the basic aspects of life and, and just all the money gets sucked out of that university system and education radically changes and we get into critical thinking and emotional maturity and self-awareness, the things that actually make a difference in the world. When was the Magna Carta signed? Come on, I use this example all the time. Nobody paid attention. Good for you. It, it doesn't matter. That's what the that's when it was signed. It was signed and it doesn't matter. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Be sure to visit clearandopen.com for the latest tools, articles, and free resources to help you on your journey. Thanks for listening and bye for now.